Hi, good morning, everyone. I have an educationist with me today, Dr. Arunji. Thank you for your time. Let's thank set. You, the, thank, you. thank you so much, sir. Let's set the conversation up and running, sir. I will request you to introduce yourself very briefly, what you've been doing, and then I could ask some, you know, tough questions. Uh, yes, uh, Rohit. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I am Arun Ji. Uh, I have been in the field of education for the last uh, 30, 35 years. I started my journey in '84 as a lecturer of English in Nepal, and I worked for two and a half years. And then I moved to school education. I did my PhD. And then uh, further in the school also, you must have all have heard about uh, this. Uh, brand Delhi Public School. So I moved to Delhi Public School, uh, Bokaro they call it, yes, TPS Bokaro. And then from there I uh, moved to uh, Korba and I remain with DPS only since 89. I became the principal in 98 and then as a principal I worked for uh, 22 years. So that is what the journey has been. I uh, have taught uh, subjects like English, history, political science. I can call myself a humanities coach. Uh, and uh, uh, after I completed my term, I can say as the principal, you know, after uh, my superannuation, now I am doing freelancing, I am doing writing, I have a blog, I write on that, I also write on Facebook and then I also have contributed to a certain podcasts like I have one, I have got my own channel uh, where I have recited poetry, some of the poems uh, which I have been my favorites and also the poems uh, which are there in CBSC class 10, English uh, and 11 and 12, etc. So season one is over. I am planning for the second season. So podcasting, writing, teaching also I am doing these days online. Uh, particular 10 day courses uh, on spoken English I do. I have interest in phonetics and linguistics that was there in my that they, they were the special papers in my MA days. Uh, as far as my PhD is concerned, I did my PhD on uh, an American novelist uh, long back in the late uh, 80s and 90s, early 90s. So I think, uh, yes, these are the certain things. Uh, I'm in fact uh, a learner, basically a learner. I, I'm still trying to figure out what more I have to learn. Uh, recently, I wrote a book review and uh, in Hindi. I, I also write in Hindi and English, both. Uh, I, I dabble in poetry also, in writing poetry, of course, uh, listening and reading, all that. So that is all, I think. That's a lot of things. Uh, kudos to you. Sir, uh, actually. <laughs> No, I'm sure you're master of everything, but <laughs> I wanted to uh, ask you, I, since you've been uh, an educationist, like you said, for over 20 years now. Sir, uh, uh, 
what has changed in in education in last 20 years the point i'm trying to kind of ask you is do you think uh, now current environment especially after the pandemic there is now more focus on enhancing skills than imparting theoretical education that like we've been doing do you think that's that change that that is happening and and do you think that's a that's a step in the right direction rohit i think uh, your answer the answer to your question is there in the question itself uh, if you say do you think there is a need for change uh you know <laughs> it's a big yes and uh, yes what changes have taken place in the field of education in the last 20 years i think in the last 20 years whatever changes have taken place uh, they have been massive and uh, such changes have not taken place probably in such a short period of time whatever changes have taken place they have not taken place probably in the last 100 or maybe even 1000 years maybe because uh, if i recall when i was a child uh, i learned uh, what you call as uh, pahada tables you know 1 to uh, 30 and my parents had learned uh, uh, the tables from 1 to 30 and and not just that, that but also the decimals 1.5 2.5 3.5 and if i say my, about my parents their parents and their parents and their parents so hundreds and hundreds of years they had learned by rote so rote learning was a need actually and people used to learn from their parents and from one generation to the other generation rote learning was an essential need a lot many professions were there which used to be handed over from one generation to another but things uh, started changing after the computers came and then internet came and then the other change has been when the smartphone came smartphones came and now you can operate you can learn you can get information so getting information is not a problem rohit right now earlier acquiring information you had to go to the libraries you had to open books and many books were not available they are now available in your pocket you need to learn to analyze the information you need to learn to critically think so thinking skills analytical thing uh, skills creative skills they are more important in today's uh, education and they need to be taught and so that industrial age uh, which was there in the 19th century if we are continuing with the same system of education of having 40 children in the class and 30 children in the class and one teacher teaching and all actually you have to now really focus on individual students which i think uh, is very difficult with the present system with the skewed ratio between the teacher and the student which is there in the schools so with the online thing coming this is a major change which is expected which is happening also and which is expected to happen actually which is not happening as, with as much speed with as much pace as it should happen but we 
understand things are going to change very soon probably ai is coming and then there are fears and apprehensions about the ai which might scale up the field of education and all that and those rote learning things will be done by ai then what the teacher will do and then blended learning online learning there's so many things which uh, of course will uh, shape and all that yeah yeah Ro- robot as teachers is also a reality it has been trying so uh, you you spoke about a uh, 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 ratio you spoke about uh, uh, you know massive let's say let's say uh, i'm you know not getting the right word but but let's say uh, education in metros versus education in non metros there is chalk and cheese difference between between what we're trying to do in in metros versus non metros how do how do education leaders like yourself uh, you know ensure that the education that we are giving out remains constant for everyone so so for an example there is an internet penetration issue there is a socio economic gap and education at every level suffers how do we how do we overcome that as a country now uh, rohit that's a very very um, serious question an interesting question and also a tough question and the answer of which uh, i think uh, personally i can't give and i don't have the answers for that uh, people have to be aware people actually it's an answer of uh, which, which should be given by the uh, i don't know uh, we only have to give uh, but it involves uh, the entire socio political and economic uh, structure of the society and uh, in a democracy which is there right now that we have we have uh, uh, promised to ourselves that we'll have a democracy and we probably have a democracy and so so a democracy is to be run by the people and so the changes also have to be carried out by the people and the individuals can't change so if you want something you have to desire you have to try and you have to work for that and when i say you i mean the people and that is all uh, that i have the answer for that but whatever you have said they are valid the gaps are there the ga- rural and uh, urban gap is there the ga- the issue of connectivity is a major issue and uh, yes with the robot coming the gaps will increase the capital will come then the companies will come and, <laughs> and so we should better not discuss all those they will go to the ideological level the philosophical level and the political level and economic level and yes we should discuss, discuss. Uh, so but these are all wider they have the wider uh, ramifications on uh, you know education first of all the society the entire democratic system the political system and the economy so all these i think right yes. no i you know i understand sir uh, keeping on uh, on on this point uh, especially the last 20 months the uh, when when so so i think jan february 2020 covid covid started uh, showing its impact the edu- and the massive change has happened in education industry now i just want to understand from you and and i'm i'm just taking this example of you being in the industry for 22 years and i'm sure there are many teachers like yourself 
who've been teaching, etc. Was there a massive change that you felt? How did you overcome? How did your school or the institution that you work with worked on upskilling the teachers? Forget students to understand. Like my sister is a teacher, and she says, you know, we are no longer a teacher. We are, we are. we are a video maker we are a you know ppt maker and so on and so forth so how how, how did that change led to the training of teachers i mean how did teachers accepted it was it very tough initially or, and has the job of a teacher changed forever it has been really very tough yes there is no doubt about it because uh, there are various aspects uh, of this entire issue of the pandemic coming and suddenly it is coming this change came not uh, that you were asking for the change it came all of a sudden and uh, even if uh, we had the smart education smart class the internet and all that we we, we used to have we were having but uh, suddenly one fine morning you are told that you now have to teach the children on the uh, you know online online is the right word yes and uh, yes if you say that what did you do as a principal yes i did uh, like before we started the classes we had to discuss with the parents uh, the progress of the ward like uh, it happened in the month of uh, march last 2020 march when that uh, first day curfew was announced by our honorable prime minister what is that name of the curfew also we have forgotten because so many initiatives have come one after the other that now you don't remember all that janta curfew janta curfew oh yeah <laughs> so then after that we stopped going to in fact i was going but uh, the school got closed and uh, then the first thing we did was uh, an online ptm and for that uh, as a principal i had to take the initiatives and then i had to uh, tell them how on the directly you can do on whatsapp so whatsapp they gave uh, to all the parents the time 5 minutes time this much to this much each parent individually the teachers discussed and they submitted the reports and all that but during the same period i had invited uh, an expert from delhi online of course to uh, teach them flip flipped classroom right so our teachers were all of them were not used to that and it was a new concept and uh, the expert taught them and he conducted a session so we prepared them for that but can you understand preparations even by one expert for one thing was not enough you have yourself said and it is quite understood video making then audio making then conducting the class of 40 students by a teacher yesterday i was uh, teaching a group of uh, five students let me tell you and one student uh, uh for the last 3 days he used to come and his voice was not audible he used to speak and he used to show the mic also and his voice was not audible i said uh, if your voice is not audible then what is the use of you are being there so my request to you is that you go and get your get your technical thing repaired and then come back and i'll allow you on zoom and all that i mean the other person can say that you have removed him from the classroom or something like that 
but i said there is no i mean it will be a wastage of time and this disease will infect others also and so i don't know whether the child was willing to learn because in a group of 40 students how can you so i am talking about five of them and now you think of, of uh, how there can be 40 students or 30 students or 20 students how is it possible to reach out to each of them to make sure that their progress takes place and what you were doing in the classroom i am talking about say 40 classroom just uh, for example, I'm giving you 40 classrooms are there and then 40 teachers are teaching. And each teacher is trying his or her best to reach out to each student, maybe 20 also. 20 is a wonderful ratio right now in the school. It is not sustainable. You know, 30 is more sustainable even in big public schools. I'm not talking about a select few which is there in Delhi, which uh, has a ratio of 15 or 20, which is the best the less the number the better so how will you reach out to each of the children and your responsibility is to do that you can't say no the teacher can't say that i can't do we, that is what we are being taught even if you're tired you can't say you, you uh, we used to tell the teachers you are superhuman beings so what i'm saying is that the additional thing is that the child is there at home when the teacher is teaching each child is being watched by the parent, if not all the 24 hours, but there would be times when, I mean, they're under the care of the parents. So your accountability is much more than what it used to be earlier. And I don't think you can, you can deliver with 40 children or 30 children. Majority of them are having more than 30. Majority, I would say 90%. I have more than 30, I am saying. 25 is, of course, the ideal, in fact, 20, 25. So, and upskilling, when you say they were not prepared, they were compelled to do all this. And even if the schools tried to upskill and to enhance their skills, they couldn't, they all learned by doing. So, they were just thrown in the sea, I would say. And they had to swim. They had to learn to swim. They didn't know swimming. And they're still uh, learning, the teachers. Yeah. I think no, so. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. No, teachers have done a good job because I see uh, in my son's classroom, also hmm. parents are, parents have become more interfering. Uh, teachers are being judged real time. I mean, I'm just saying, no, you know, that's unfortunate, but, but that's the way it is. My, my last question is more theoretical, more philosophical, sir. So, do you think India will see the growth of school education system wherein we'll become, let's say DPS becomes the, the school where which is sought by a US citizen or, or, a, or a citizen in Europe and saying, you know, I want to take admission in DPS in India. Like for an example, like we do here in uh, colleges, we go to colleges in US, Canada, do you think that kind of educa school education system, the future would be, especially in a digital learning uh, format, wherein, wherein, wherein uh, you know, students from the world can come to India and, and take education? And do you think that will happen eventually? Potentially there. There may be a few companies, probably, ed tech companies, which might emerge 
and i think uh, whether india will it will be completely owned by indians or there would be investment from outside and all those things i don't know but uh, yes there is a huge potential uh, you have uh, a system in which we have grown the political system uh, which is the most popular in fact democratic system in the world so we do have the potential by which we should be uh, becoming the world leader but uh, whether that potential would be useful for uh, all the indians or it will be equitable or not that question your earlier question is uh, coming to my mind that's a different thing but yes i i do think that Uh, some companies might emerge which might be helpful uh, for the countries outside india maybe even us other and otherwise in fact uh, uh, your this question brings to my mind something which has just uh, come uh, which i may have just heard or seen uh, that uh, china has uh, put restrictions on its edtech companies and if china has put restrictions then of course uh, there is scope for india uh, and china was uh, doing quite well and i was uh, unable to understand how because their political system is different and still how are they able to manage uh, that had to i don't know i i i should not comment about that because i don't know much about that uh, so but i think uh, as far as uh, potential is concerned we have some great teachers here in different fields and uh, great thinkers great uh, you know scholars in all the fields they have to be channelized and they have to be used actually utilized their services should be utilized no thank you thank you for giving us uh, giving all of us a startup idea wherein wherein we could actually open an international virtual school so <laughs> we would work on it thank you so much for talking to us today sir we look forward to speak to you more often okay thank you thank you thank you so much